Welcome to the Human Conversation Podcast with Jules White, the real dragon slayer, author and entrepreneur sales coach. Tune in weekly for human conversation about business and sales. Enjoy business expert interviews, educational episodes and virtual cuppers with entrepreneur business owners. So grab yourself a cuppa and enjoy. Here is your host, Jules White. Welcome to The Human Conversation. And this episode is a solo episode. It's just me today. And it's quite a special reason why it's me. On the 2nd of December, 2015, my dad left this world. And the anniversary is obviously coming up. And so I wanted to record a special episode because I talk about my dad a lot. And the people who follow me know that I will refer to growing up in the sweet shop with him and just his influence and what I learned from him made a really big impact. And I was incredibly lucky to have a truly amazing dad. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to tell you a little bit more about that dad of mine. So one of the ways I thought I could do that is to actually read you the eulogy that I wrote for him and I read this out at his funeral. I don't really know quite how I did it but I thought it was a really nice way of me letting you into the world of dad and telling you just that little bit about why he was just so loved. So here we go. I hope you enjoy finding out a little bit more about my dad, John. I'm not sure where to start when I think about all the things that I'd like to tell you about my dad. Everyone knew him, said what a lovely man he was. Funny, loving, entertaining, nosy passionate, caring, a real character. If dad didn't have you smiling before you left the room, his job wasn't done. He never changed. Even when he was at the hospice, he knew more about the patients than the doctors did. And he regularly entertained a stream of visitors with his stories. These visitors were mainly people who worked at the hospice where he was, whether they cooked for him, cleaned his room, delivered his food or nursed him, they all came to chat and listen to his stories and see how he was. Dad was a proud man, old school. He liked order and routine, much of which came from his army days. He would trade money and cigarettes by ironing the other men's trousers as he was the only one who could do them properly. Handkerchiefs should be ironed and you should always have a clean one and your shoes should be polished so that you can see your face in them. Such a smart man. I don't really remember him not wearing a suit and he never possessed a pair of jeans. I finally got him to lose the tie and even wear polo shirts, but much later in life. Much of his younger days were spent in retail and he was the best. He knew his stuff, what to stock, how much to stock, how to display it, and most important, what his customers bought on a regular basis. He'd have cigarettes and papers ready for people as they walked in the door. He knew his customers. His mental arithmetic was incredible. And even whilst very poorly, he could still have given Carol Vorderman a run for her money. 
Dad eventually moved from retail and became a police inspector for the security police at British Aerospace in Stevenage, where we lived. He always told everyone that he was responsible for 7,000 people, and this was testament to how passionate he was about what he did. And yes, again, he knew many people who came in and out of work every day and was all about engagement with those people, getting to know their names and generally who they were and what they did. I suppose you could say that he was nosy, but whatever you call it, he was memorable and everyone knew John. He worked hard all his life and even when he retired, he came to work with me in my business, Truly Madly Baby, picking and packing products and helping me with my stock control and pricing. What a brilliant mind. Dad didn't need a stock control system. He just knew from what he packed, what was the best seller and what wasn't, even down to colours. He taught me so much and I am very grateful for that. I thought I would list some special memories that I will always have of my dad. Dad could fall asleep on a clothesline. No sooner would he sit in a chair than he would be asleep. And yes, we sometimes had snoring too, much to mum's dismay. As children, we had great fun placing various cuddly toys on top of dad when he slept. And of course, we then made sure we captured it in a picture. He always whistled as he came down the street, very loud and in tune. And you could hear him a mile away. I always knew when he was coming home from work. He did very bad animal impressions that were actually quite good. And he threw his voice, which always made me laugh and fascinated children. He loved football. He was a good player, but got kicked near his eye when he was younger, which frightened him into not pursuing the sport. But he still played a game for the hotel where he worked years later when he was about 57 and he scored a few goals as I remember. He'd still got it. He supported Watford, his hometown, and wore a wonderful Watford hat with a cuddly hornet on the top whenever there was a big match. The highlight was when I took him to the playoffs at Wembley and they won. He was a good cook and he cooked many a Sunday roast and a mean fried breakfast. Although I have to say that mum cooked the best fried bread. Sorry, dad. He loved crown green bowling and I'm sad that I never persuaded him to join a club after mum had passed away. I did, however, persuade him to go on a cruise and he went on another one after that. He actually had his third cruise booked for October 2015, just six weeks before he died. And here's the thing, he actually cancelled this cruise way back in April, before he was poorly, before we even knew that he had leukaemia. And he told me that mum had come to him in a dream and told him not to go. And my dad was definitely not woo-woo and did not believe in anything like the afterlife. I now know that he would have actually been too poorly to go. Within weeks of the October cruise, he was actually to die. So maybe my mum was looking out for him. I like to think so. He loved Shirley Bassey. He went to bingo every other week and he was a beautiful dancer. 
He had the most wonderful smile and his moustache was the best groomed in the universe and I never knew him without one. Now another thing to tell you is that my dad loved a bet. Every day he went to the local bookies and put his bets on the horses and the dogs. He loved the company, especially after we lost mum. He was always given a coffee or a hot chocolate and was part of the furniture. He even took me in there after we found out that he had leukaemia. Anyone would think he was training me to keep the legacy going, but I wasn't as lucky as Dad. Dad always backed a winner, but only ever bet pennies, so never big bets. When he was in the hospice, I was sent to place bets, and we would then watch the race on the TV together. And just a couple of weeks before he died, we won. Our horse came in at 15 to 1 and it was so exciting watching the race. And I turned to Dad as he lay in his bed and I said, Dad, how much have we won? How much? And he smiled at me and said, £2.56. Still sharp with his numbers, even then. But still we hadn't made a fortune because he'd only let me put 10 pence each way onto the bet. Such lovely memories. I've always had a very special bond with my dad and I loved him dearly. Our lives changed in 2012 when we lost my mum. Dad was heartbroken and all my efforts went into looking after him and making sure that he was okay. He was so lonely without her. We regularly had Sunday dinner together and we spoke every day on the phone without fail. We told each other I love you every day. And at 46 years old, I still had to let him know that I was home safe. He even mastered the mobile phone and sent me texts. I was very impressed. He was the best grandpa and he would pick my son Sam up from school twice a week. And not long before he died, we decided that actually we would just live together because there was no point us being on our own. Sadly, our plans were changed when Dad became poorly. He went to Mum's grave every day and only missed times when he was on his cruise or when he finally went into the hospice and he could go no more. The grave was beautiful and he would spend hours just sitting down there chatting to her. I take some comfort that they are together again. The last couple of months, were devastating. I watched a fiercely independent and proud man fade away to a horrible disease very quickly and I felt very helpless. I saw things that I hoped I would never see and was with my dad to the end. My heart has truly broken. Dad being dad, he still left me with some happy memories even from the last few weeks. He was very demanding he asked for fish and chips, cockle sandwiches and lardy cake, and which nobody had actually heard of except a friend of mine. He then found a recipe and actually made him some. He also had a very serious request for lager shandy. After going to five different shops, I finally just bought lager and lemonade and I made it myself for him. Each day I would bring him his shandy, which he loved. Whenever the doctors came, they always asked Dad, Hello John, can I do anything for you today, John? And he always answered, Yes please, you can write me a cheque for £10,000. 
during a horrible time when dad had become so irritable and would always push me away if I held his hand. I had a really beautiful memory as I was saying goodbye one evening when I was leaving the hospice. It was only a few days before he passed away. He pulled me towards him and he hugged me. The biggest hug. I knew that my lovely dad was still around and it was a moment I will cherish and I won't forget. After that, we didn't really get to chat again, but I knew in that moment that he was saying goodbye to me, but I know that he knew I was there till the end. I can't thank Will and Hospice enough and the very special angels who looked after and loved my dad. I will always support them, always. And dad would be very proud that I am now an ambassador for them and I go to collect checks and also tell my mum and my dad's story as they were both cared for by the hospice. So I end this podcast with a message for my beautiful dad because even though it's five years since I last saw him, there's never a day goes by when he's not in my thoughts or I feel him around me. So my beautiful, lovely, handsome daddy, I am so grateful for everything that you gave me. You are always in my heart, as is mum. And I am so proud to have been able to call you my dad. I'm the luckiest daughter in the world. I miss you, but you seem to be very much by my side as I continue my journey without you here with me. Until we meet again, sleep peacefully. I love you. Thanks for listening to my special episode of The Human Conversation. It's really nice to feel that I can share very personal moments and stories with you all now as my audience. And I hope that this gives you an even better insight into who my dad truly was. I am lucky and I do miss him terribly, but things like this help me to just keep the legacy going that he started when he was alive. I'll see you next time on The Human Conversation. Ta-ta for now. You've just been listening to The Human Conversation podcast with Jules White. To find out more about the other work that Jules does, please visit her website, www.liveitloveitsellit.co.uk. And if you enjoyed the podcast, then please do leave a rating and review on the platform you use to enjoy her show. Thanks for listening and see you next time.